he wanted me to carry myself as an athlete at all times. So wherever I was, if I was at school, if I was at the mall, he wanted me to carry myself with the confidence in, in, in such a way that when I walked by people, they would be like, that girl's an athlete. Welcome to the Super Sports Mom Podcast, a place for all moms of many and mighty athletes to get support and insights into the world of sports. This is your place to learn, grow, and laugh. I am a sports dietitian, former elite athlete, and newbie sports mom, inviting you to adventure together. This podcast is sponsored by Eat This for Performance, the home of champions. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Pearl Narenberg, and I have a very special intro for you today because I am not in Montreal. I am actually sitting uh, by a beachside in Costa Rica. And so you're going to hear some birds in the background, the waves, and I just thought it'd be a lovely sound for you to hear in the background. So I didn't try to go in a closed, there it goes off one of the birds. I didn't try to go in a closed closet to make this a perfect audio. I just thought I would share with you a bit of this experience because it might impact you in the future. Here at Eat This for Performance, we are investing in the future of what could be some amazing retreat experiences for those who would like to eat for performance and be shown and taught exactly how to do that in person. So we are looking at different places around the world. We have a location north of Montreal. We have um, now Costa Rica on our radar. So very, very fun stuff in the near future. Stay tuned, stay following, because like I said, it may just be in your future too. And uh, you probably also want to experience what I got to experience in speaking with this guest today. When Courtney King saw her first hockey game, she had only six words to say about it. That's what I want to do. Fast forward a few decades, and Courtney's now a sought-after skating coach for hockey players near and far. Although she doesn't call herself a hockey coach, she calls herself a teacher, and she'll tell you why that's important in the interview today. Um, Courtney comes from Los Angeles, which isn't necessarily the first place you think of when you think hockey, but clearly Wayne Gretzky's legacy is in full effect. And her last name, King, is really a great fit, and you'll know why if you're a hockey buff. In today's episode, Courtney dives into her story and what led her to be a skating teacher, and she shares her unique approach to her teaching in using all of her skills, a background in dance, theater, and playing that great sport herself. She dives deep into the elements of how to be a great athlete. And those same principles that we are teaching here at Eat This For Performance crop up all throughout this interview. In our online e-learning sports nutrition accelerator program, you'll find them all there. So I just loved that Courtney brought them up and gave us so many great ideas to chew on while she did. So here are just a few to get you excited. She says, know what your body is actually doing and not what you think it is doing. Often those are two different things and she'll explain in the interview. Here's one that I absolutely love. Fuel yourself like a premium race car. And if you are a race car driver, no race car drivers, or follow that sport, you will know that there's nothing but premium fuel that goes into a race car. So we should treat ourselves the same. Um, for sure, we shouldn't be playing for the approval of others, and it's a mistake so many athletes make. So Courtney gives some insight as to what to look out for in this case and how coaches and parents can help in this case too. When we say things like, you should be proud of yourself, 
and not I am proud of you, we empower our players. So she'll tell us a little bit more about that and how we can be empowering our players really in a large way. Finally, my favorite, favorite line that she brings up is finding a way to unlock that superhuman inside of you. You may even need a show tune to do it. And Courtney is the one who will be using show tunes to tell you how. So let's get to know Courtney a little bit. I think you will love this interview and love what she has to say. And I'll see you in the interview. Okay. So Courtney, really great to have you on the Super Sports Mom podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Uh, you have a really interesting background and uh, just the fact that you're in California and you're a hockey person, it just fascinates me. I mean, I grew up in like the hotbed of hockey here in um, outside of Montreal and Quebec and it's just in our blood. It's in the water. Okay. So yeah. tell me, <laughs> tell me how in California does it get into your blood? And I'd love to hear, you know, how you fell in love with the sport and how that led into what you do today. Oh, this is um, one of my favorite stories. So good. Um, we um, we got cable TV, and um, my mom and I were just kind of up late at night, flipping through the channels, and uh, we happened upon the uh, Kings game, and the Kings were playing the New York Rangers, and that night they won five nothing. Kelly Rudy got a shutout. Bernie Nichols got a hat trick, and I was just like, "That's what I want to do." And bless my mom, my single mom. And like, I'm, I'm five foot three. I've been five foot three for most of, you know, since I was like 12 and she was like, all right. And uh, that was it. And then she, we went to the, the local rink and started skating lessons and I've pretty much been playing hockey ever since. But, so that was during the Gretzky era, just FYI. Like, so that was, you know, Kings games were being televised regularly. So. Well, I mean, that's pretty incredible. And just, I mean, we think that our moms, like that was it, right? But now that you're older, do you see that the, I mean, the impact of like her helping you to feel like you just made a decision and put all those pieces in place. Like there's a lot that went into that. I'm sure. <laughs> like how did, what, do you remember like fitting yourself out for equipment for the first time? Um... No, I don't. I just, it's so funny because um, there, there are instances where, where I'm working with students and stuff and I'm like, you know what? I actually don't remember a time in my life where I didn't know how to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, that may say something about my own memory, but I, I, I mean, I remember, I remember the local hockey shops and, and, you know, Cooper was a brand back then and, mm -hmm. and, uh, just, yeah, glorious stuff. My mom was actually uh, super into hockey before I was born. But once I was born, she was out of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of ironic that I ended up in hockey. But uh, it, it made sense that, like, when we came upon it on the TV, she was able to, like, explain some of the rules. Um, but, yeah, and then, I don't know, it's just, like, all of a sudden hockey was around. We had three hockey stuff. and we just did the thing. Mm. So you get pulled into this awesome world. What's your path through the sport and how does, um, because you brought in other sports as well. Like how do these other sports inform you, the athlete or the, you know, the athletic path? Like, tell me about that. Uh, okay. I hope I'm going to answer uh, this question. Right. I, I, um, I have some, I have some background in um, Taekwondo. 
but also I do musical theater. So I have a, a dance background. Not that I'm a great dancer, but I do have some dance background. And um, I've, I've played tennis also. Just anything that you're doing that, you know, working hand-eye coordination, working on your body awareness, which is huge, particularly like I, what I do now is I'm, I, I focus on skating technique um, specifically. And it's so funny whether I'm working with kids or adults, it just the, the lack of body awareness or um, knowing what your body is actually doing not what you think it's doing. So just having like, I, ha I had opportunities with the martial arts and with the dance to be in front of a mirror and, and see, oh, that's what my body's actually doing. And just gaining that body awareness of what full extension is or what um, having, having my chest up or, or my knees bent at a 90 degree angle really looked like or and felt like. So that, um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in having background and exposure to other sports and using your body in different ways, because ultimately that just helps your hockey. The more body awareness, the more overall physical strength you have, the better it's, the better hockey player you're going to be. Mm. I, I love that piece about body awareness, because it wasn't until... I looked at myself, uh, so I was a, a hockey player as well, and I had the opportunity only much later in my athletic career as a hockey player to see myself skating in a mirror in one of those hockey treadmills. Now, I know people mm. have their love or hate of these hockey treadmills, but the one thing that it did for me was I was able to see what I looked like skating. No one had ever taken a video. I know now it's super easy to take video, uh, but no one had ever done that, and I looked and I, I, I saw, I was like, I, I have a funny stride. Like it just looks off. <laughs> so you can make corrections that you never could make before if you can't really see and correct and see and correct. I thought that was really interesting um, because I was very uni sport and the idea of bringing in other sports to help with body awareness, that's fascinating to me. And the, um, the piece about dance and seeing yourself in the mirror, like, like that that's that's really interesting so you grew up playing all these sports and where where along the lines did you know you wanted to you know keep going in hockey because you're still in hockey today um did did this passion develop in you can you tell me about you know the twists and turns of that um it, it was very linear nothing ever compared to hockey i maybe like dabbled in some other stuff but it was always it was always hockey. Like nothing came close. So um, I, you know, like I kind of played basketball a little bit, but it like, that was just what we did for a summer or two. And that the martial arts was cool, but again, it was just, this will help me be a better hockey player. And one of the things that I talk to my players about a lot is um, how they carry themselves on and off the ice. Uh, one of the things that my coach told me, Tom Hughes, was he wanted me to carry myself as an athlete at all times. So wherever I was, if I was at school, if I was at the mall, he wanted me to carry myself with the confidence in, in, in such a way that when I walked by people, they would be like, that girl's an athlete. So 
I, I get students of all kinds, right? And I get like, right now I have a kid who has, was getting violently bullied at school. Um, I also have a, an, an adult skater who like had some massive health issues and now as an adult has picked up hockey. And so I talked to them about like, it doesn't matter what happened before. Now you're here. Now you're in hockey. Now you're, you're working with me and you are an athlete and you're not going to apologize for that. You're going to go with that and, and you're going to own that. And uh, so just, just having that confidence and that peace within themselves, is super important to me. I absolutely adore that because <laughs> I tell people all the time that, so my company's eating for performance, eat this for performance. And a lot of people identify performance with the athlete and they don't identify as the athlete. So they say, oh, that must be for athletes or for not me. And I ask them, well, do you have things you do in your day? Yes. One of things they do in their day, they want to do, do you want to do them well? Do you want to perform well at your task and show up to the best of yourself? And that to me is showing up like an athlete. And on top of that, do you want to be fit? Well, then go work out. You're an athlete. <laughs> yeah. That's my very simple Absolutely. cheerlead for people to consider themselves like that. So what do you, what do you think makes somebody an athlete? What are these traits that, what does your coach say? To, how do you carry yourself? Um, can you dig in there? Yeah. I, there's something just about being okay with yourself. I, I think is really important. And that's, that's really for me, what's super important. Like as an athlete, we have to be balanced, right? Mind, body, and spirit. That is essential for performance. I need to be physically ready. So you know, I, I do absolutely talk to my, absolutely talk to my players about uh, what are they eating and how are they eating? When are they eating? And uh, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn how to eat better because, you know, um, Dave Asprey talks about uh, the, the guys who take care of race cars, like indie race cars, are obsessive about the fuel that they put in those cars. And yet we are so casual about what we put in ourselves. And this is a vehicle that we are with 24 hours a day, every day for the entirety of our lives. So, you know, that's super important, but also uh, what, what we're feeding our brains, right? What we're feeding our heads. And what do I mean by that? Uh, just the self-talk that we give ourselves, like I'm, I'm somebody who has, uh, massively struggled with anxiety and um, the anxiety spirals, depression spirals. I've totally dealt with that. Um, and a lot of that comes back to negative self-talk. So one of the things that I'm super aware of with my students is wh where they are, like within a lesson where if, if something's not going right and they start getting frustrated and, and I'll say like, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up. This is where we are right now. It's not where you want to be. And that's okay. It's just where we are right now. And we're moving forward. You're learning. So we don't need to get mad about that. We're not where we want to be right now. We are where we are. 
and we're allowed to be there. And it's all a work in progress. So taking care of yourself mentally is super important and physically, obviously. Um, but I'm going to go kind of on a bunny trail about the, the mental aspect because that ultimately is, is what kind of derailed my trajectory as a hockey player because I got so stuck in my head and so caught up in playing for outside approval that uh, I, I lost my joy for the game for a while. I think I'm back there now, but I'm not playing for any college scholarships anymore. Um, but particularly with my young people, I've watched students um, and, and, you know, players on the uh, teams that I was coaching look to me, look to our head coach, look to their parents for that approval, for that validation. And it, it can't be for anyone else. You have to play for yourself because that's a slippery slope to go down. I, I don't, um, I don't know if you, do you understand what I mean? Oh my like, goodness. Yes. My, okay. I could tell you a very quick story. I was a deep part of me wanted to play for the Canadian national team. And, mm. you know, I, I think a, a lot of young female hockey players are going to aspire, especially in Canada and the U S but all, you know, in, in other countries as well, just to play for their national program. Cause you can play in the Olympics, which is pretty cool. And sure. my second year playing at Cornell, we hired, they hired as the head coach. So a shift happened in the head coaching staff and they hired the assistant coach of the Canadian women's national program as my head coach. Mm. So my head was like on a pivot constantly. <laughs> I kept checking to see if she was, whoa, she watching me now? She watching me now? She watching me now? Yeah. <laughs> totally distracting. Totally didn't help me perform better. And like you said, it's all in your head. Like you're the stories you tell yourself, the, and, and, uh, you know, you're looking, looking back, you can see that, but it's hard when you're in the moment to see how derailing that can be. Tell me where, what do you see with the athletes these days? Well, I, I can, I can think of like one specific example where I, I had been, uh, working with one of my players on the team that I was assistant coach. I've been doing private lessons with her. And then when we got into a game, I saw her kept looking back uh, to the bench for my, for my approval. And it broke my heart because uh, like I'd been that girl. I, you know, I was there where like, am I doing okay now? Are you proud of me now? And, you know, uh, maybe not to the extreme that she was doing. <laughs> um, I don't remember specifically looking back on the bench, but um, just it, it takes you out of the game. And, and just that, just that it's not about you and that's such a bigger picture, right? That's such a life lesson when you're, when you're doing whatever you're doing for the approval of others and not because it makes you feel good or it makes you feel proud or, you know, strong or secure. It's such, it's, it's such a downward spiral because then, so what happened with me personally in, in my journey is I associated my value as a human 
to how I did on the ice. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do well in a game, I was worth less as a person. And that's bananas. I mean, I understand that now because um, I can take a look back. I can, you know, look at it and be like, we tie knives to our feet, wear full body armor and hit a rubber disc around with sticks. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know, and, and that doesn't, that how well I do in a hockey game does not change my value as a human. Like, I'm still God's creation. I'm still fine, even if I blew a play or I didn't make the right choice or I didn't skate as fast as I would have liked. But as a young, as a young person and as a teenager, I, I couldn't, I didn't see that my personal value was completely tied up in my sport. And, um, you know, that's no one's fault. I I wish I had been able to express it better because it it ended up, like I said, being such a spiral of anxiety because then I was terrified of messing up, which of course in a game that's all about reactions and reflexes, if I'm so caught up in my head, worried about the next play, the next moment, then I blew it all the time. And, and then I felt worse about myself. So it just like, spiraled down and down and down. So that anxiety ended up becoming so crippling to me that I was like relieved when I wasn't out on the ice, which is like a tragedy. This was a sport I love. I, I should want to be the person out there. So like later in my life, I did... Um, you know, learn about mindfulness and um, I, I have used meditation just to like kind of settle down those voices in, in your head. Cause for me, I dealt with a lot of like that negative self-talk, that internal no- negative self-talk um, I, where do I need to explain that? Everybody knows what it is. You know, it's, is, right? it's getting more common, but you know what? Maybe, maybe we should talk, give an example. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody could possibly be meaner to me than, well, maybe, but possibly be meaner to me than me because I, I would definitely get into a cycle of like how stupid I am and how I let everyone down and, and, you know, how, how, how could I, how could I be so, you know, such a loser and, and, um, that narration inside your own head, um, can get so intense. Um, for me, it certainly did, which is, which is horrible because you think about if I heard someone talking to one of my friends, the way I talked to me, I would, we'd have a big argument. I'd be like, step off. What do you, you know, you can't talk to my friend that way. And yet I was talking to myself that way. Are does this mindset work and and self-talk? Are you bringing that into your coaching with the players today? And how does, how does that change the way you are as a teacher? You say you're more of a teacher to people um, than a, a bench coach or like a team coach. So I'm curious to know how that weaves itself in. Well, certainly. I mean, my goal is, I say my goal is um, I want to help guide them to be better humans. And if they become better hockey players, that's like a bonus. But um, I I want them to be the best version of themselves that they can be. 
and we're going to specifically, you know, in the time with me, we specifically work on hockey skating technique. But also, I want to find those things that they can that they can feel good about. I try to be super careful to phrase things in such a way of, hey, you've really improved in this. You should be really proud of yourself, not I'm really proud of you. You should be really proud of yourself for the work that you've done, right? Because that, that's different. That's not me giving your actions a stamp of approval. That's you giving yourself a stamp of approval. And I use tons of video so I can, I can show. Look at how you've improved. Look at what you're doing better. Um, I try really hard to take everybody where they are, if, if that makes sense. I, I'm, I'm working with a giant teenage boy right now, and, um, which is delightful because uh, I'm pretty little. But he was talking about how I'm different than some other teachers that he's worked with because like I, uh, I sing show tunes. I'm pretty happy go lucky. Not that I don't make him work hard. I do make him work very hard, but he was commenting on that. And I said, well, I take, I teach everyone differently. I said, you're so hard on yourself. You need me to lighten it up. You know, you're already tough on yourself. You don't need me to make that more you need me to help get you out of your head. So if that means I'm singing Bohemian Rhapsody while we're doing Inside Edges, that's what it means. But then I have other players that do need me to, to, to be um, more firm with them. And not, I'm, I'm never mean, sassy for sure, but um, just trying to read where each individual is um, men, like mentally, like, where are they? Where, where's their esteem? I, I have, I have a young man right now who I mentioned, um, dealt with like a massive amount of bullying at school. So right now hockey for him is less about like career and more about finding ways to feel comfortable with himself and, and something to feel confident about, something to feel good about cool about um I use a lot of I use a lot of weird imagery when I'm teaching because I'm a theater person so uh you know I I I I talk to uh my players about like well who's who's our favorite superhero or you know who is is somebody that you can picture in your head that's you know strong or solid and I I want them to have that like superhuman mentality, not necessarily that, you know, Oh, I'm better than everybody else, but I have, I have that strength within me. I can be powerful. I can be confident. I'm allowed to be those things and I'm allowed to feel good about myself. Uh, that's amazing. This idea of pulling out the inner superhero is something that I'm hearing more and more places and to hear it again here. And then that's awesome. And there's something about the storytelling aspect that I'm hearing and how you teach that I know is powerful. There's, I, I, and I am a student of 
storytelling because it's not something that comes naturally to me. And maybe that's like the theater background is so powerful. I, I do you think that's helped you in communicating with with your athletes, maybe with the parents as well, because we're talking to our our uh, sports moms here. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm an actor through and through, and um, I like I had a I had a a mom. Uh, there's a, there's a, another skating coach at the, the rink that I work uh, at, which I work and he's fantastic. And we happen to have started with the same skating teacher, but one of the moms was like, well, you teach just like him, don't you? And I was like, well, I'm going to say he probably doesn't, you know, sing show tunes during a lesson or, um, you know, like, like you say, do the, the storytelling that I do. We teach the same kind of technique, but um, very differently. But absolutely, I mean, uh, theater is, of course, all about storytelling. And theater is meant to be a reflection of the world, right? So I, I want to be there to help be a reflection of you. Where are you? What are you doing? How are we? What is your journey? And um, and this also kind of dramatic. So um, I, I love painting the picture of what, what hockey is, what skating is, and what um, really feeling good about yourself is something super duper important. <laughs> if I haven't made that clear, um, I, I, I want to be able to paint that picture for you of what you're accomplishing, where you can go, right? Whether that's in hockey or whatever, but you're that endless road of possibility. I guess per, performing has maybe given me that, that, I don't know, stars in my eyes kind of view on, on life. But where can we go? Where's our adventure? <laughs> but that's what lights up a performance. Like who's thinking about eating broccoli when you're you're thinking about scoring the winning goal of the game you're thinking about being in that moment where everything comes together and pulls together all your hard work and yes eating broccoli might be a part of that um but you're you know that's the stars in your eyes that you talk about that's going to light you up when you're doing all of these mundane things so I think that's so important to talk about and to inspire people to think more about as they're going through a, like a, you know, edge work in their skating. Um, honestly, you sound like the kind of skating coach. I never had a skating coach, but that I wish I had <laughs> growing up. It's, um, especially, you know, that you're female in a more male dominated sport. I mean, we can probably talk for a while about that. Um, we will have to have you back on the podcast. This has been too enriching and Really what I want to do now is get people to understand where they can find you. Maybe they can go out of their way to come to California because I saw you had a camp in the summer. So what a lovely vacation slash hockey experience to be working with someone like yourself. So can you tell us where we can find you, what programs you have coming up so that we can get the word out? Absolutely. Well, I have a website. So that's CourtneyKingHockey.com. And I'm on Instagram at Courtney King Hockey. And then for the summer, I have uh, I have a couple of uh, camps that I'm super excited about because these are the camps that I've been working towards. Like this is, these are the things 
Um, because so June 12th to the 14th, I have a, a camp and August 5th to the 7th, they're both in Lakewood, California, which is like 20 minutes away from Disneyland, just saying also like 20 minutes away from the beach. But, um, so what I'm getting to incorporate in this camp is like everything we just talked about. Cause I have uh, a friend, Danielle McDonough, who is a mental, um, uh, sports mental performance trainer. I hope I got her title right. So she literally, and I told her, I was like, Danielle, if you had existed when I was younger, I would have gone on to play college hockey. Um, because she specifically works on helping young players deal with game anxiety and deal with the confidence issue and deal with, uh, you know, mental, um, uh, negative self-talk. So she's going to be coming and doing a presentation for the kids. Um, also working in association with a, uh, strength and conditioning gym that's right next door to the rink, Primitive Athletics, and they're coming to do they're doing a presentation on strength and conditioning and nutrition. And then uh, we have, of course, on ice sessions. We're also going to be doing an off ice session every day. That's going to be incorporating um, the dance and, and yoga movements because I'm all about uh, balance and alignment. So we're going to be doing that. And I have a, a staff that I'm super excited about for the on ice stuff because um, I have, uh, I have one of the figure skating coaches that's going to be just there to, to, you know, brutally work on edge work. I have a systems coach and another awesome skating coach. So it's, I'm, I'm very excited. So excited. <laughs> so is there certain ages, stages that you're looking to bring into the camp? Uh, what I usually get is um, like 8U to 12U. That's, that's uh, my, the bulk of what I get. But we're, I've also had adults come out um, to, to the camp and um, some teens. So, like, skating technique doesn't change, right? It's just going to be how we, how we teach those, those, each age group. But I am cutting it off at, at like, 30 because I want to keep it relatively small because I need eyes on everybody because we're working on skating technique. And if you're doing it wrong and nobody's looking at you, then you're going to go through three days without getting corrected. And I don't want to, that's not how I want to work. So. Okay. So we'll uh, spread the word to our uh, hockey community. We have uh, definitely a few people in the hockey community and <laughs> we, we just like, I, I just thrilled to, to get to know you a little bit more. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing a bit about your experience and how you uh, teach while skating, but how you teach in general. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, thank you. No, it's, it's an absolute joy. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Super Sports Mom podcast this time. My wish is that you feel more empowered than ever to live your dream sports life. If you get inspired from this message, amazing. Share it with a friend and pass that inspiration along. I can't wait to share the next adventure with you. See you next time. Hey, so does getting the right food in front of you at the right time seem a little daunting sometimes? Well, a lot of times, you're not alone. 
And that is why we here at Eat This for Performance are taking out all of the guesswork from performance eating for all situations you may be in. Eating out, eating in at the grocery store, or just looking down at that food on your plate wondering if this is the right thing to be eating. We have something that we would like to give you, and that is our Performance Eating Starter Kit. This includes the library of performance foods that you could be eating right now to create a powerful result. Sound good? If you hop on over to et4p.com, you can grab our starter kit and start eating for performance right away. Once you have the starter kit, you will be well on your way to finally mastering nutrition for your sport using our four-step program. Have a look and definitely reach out to us if you have any questions whatsoever. We are here cheering you on in sport and in life.